Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My guest today is none other than the amazing Kimberly Giles. Kim is a coach, a high-level coach, actually. She is much sought after as an executive coach, life coach. She is an author, a speaker, president, and founder of Clarity Point Life Coaching, and a popular media personality. In fact, Kim, you're coming to me today from another radio show. I am. Where our mutual friend Matt Townsend spent some time with you this morning. Yes. And and Matt beat you to this show too. He was on oh, several you told months me that. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's an honor to be on with you, Dr. Paul. Mostly we show up in Matt's studio. Yep. But now it's you at Live On Purpose Radio. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Kim, you and I got to know each other through our association at the National Speakers Association. And uh, I think most of our listeners are very familiar with that now because a lot of my guests come from our chapter. Oh, I bet. We have such amazing people in our oh, chapter. It is true. And... And you're one of those. I've recently read your book. Um, folks, Kim's book is Choosing Clarity, The Path to Fearlessness. <laughs> and, you know, I have to be honest with you. When I, when I first picked up the book, I thought, I, I am a high consumer of personal development literature. I read a lot of it. And many of my guests have written books. And, Kim, when I read Choosing Clarity, I was... I was struck by the power of your simple philosophy. It it, it hits home. Well, okay? thank you. I, I'm coming from a perspective of 20 years in clinical psychology. Been practicing this for a long time. And you have, in in a very clear, simple way, you have illuminated some very, very important principles that I think if more people understood these, principles, their life would completely transform. That's how powerful this is. Well, thank you. I hope that it's having that effect. I wrote it to be in a, a simple system anybody mm -hmm. could do to just right. see themselves in life more accurately and clearly so they can have more happiness. That's the goal. <sighs> that is the goal, isn't it? The, which is really interesting because we lose sight of that sometimes. People get going through life and they think that the goal is to accomplish something or to complete something or to somehow improve something. Well, why would we do any of those things? Well, we're like in your book, we're doing them all to try to get that feeling. Right. Which is peace and joy and happiness. Uh, happiness. Yeah. That is the ultimate end of everything else that we're doing. That is the the obvious but unnoticed 
objective. Problem is, we don't pursue that. Mm. We got to pursue living a life with love and forgiveness and peace and happiness happens, don't you think, as a a side effect of (laughs) living by principles? I think I heard Wayne Dyer say it this way. He said, people stumble around and and uh, go through all of their challenges trying to find their way to happiness. He said, they don't get it. Happiness is the way. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> well put. And really, to experience it fully, we have to quit trying so hard to find it. It, it, it's almost a paradox because, as you said, when we begin to live according to certain principles, happiness happens. It's like the natural strategic side effect of living life according to true and correct principles. Absolutely. I agree. So let's, uh, your title is Choosing Clarity. And I have been looking forward to this conversation because I want to ask you a very specific question and get you talking about something that's on your cover, okay? Okay, I'm excited. Her book cover, (laughs) folks, if you go to um, Amazon, you'll find this very quickly, Choosing Clarity, The Path to Fearlessness by Kimberly Giles. And when you pull up an image of the cover, you will see some glasses and inside of the lens, it says, Life is a Classroom not a test. Kim, I'm going to turn this over to you for a minute to talk about that. Where is that coming from? What difference does that make? Take it away. Okay. So bottom line is I believe most of us have learned ever since we were young that our value is in question in life. Mm. And I think at the subconscious level, because we watch our parents trying to prove their value, try to get a sense of that they're good enough we kind of pick up on this idea that that value has to be earned. And I mm. think most of us believe at a subconscious level that our value comes from our appearance, right. our performance, mm-hmm. and what other people think of us. Right. And when you really step back and think about those three things, most of us can recognize that we're trying to earn value on those three levels through approval Mm. and validation. And so we're worried about how we look and how we perform all the time because we literally feel like value is something we have to earn. Now, I I often Mm. ask people, tell me what you think the real point and purpose of you even being on the planet is. And, And most of them, one of the first things they will say, especially if they have a very religious background, especially mm-hmm. a Christian background, they mm-hmm. almost immediately tell me to be tested. To be tested, right. To, to prove my value to God, to prove that I'm good enough, that I can earn his approval. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of us, even though we, we may have been taught at the conscious level that we, we have a savior that's going to make up for what we don't do and things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We still subconsciously believe that we have to earn our value. We have to prove it. We have to pass which, the test basically, which becomes a huge burden and really one that you can't win because at the subconscious level, you either have to be perfect 
or you really weren't good enough. And for most of us, we, we mm. judge everything we do and how we look on that scale. Mm-hmm. There's only two options, perfect or not quite good enough. Right. So where does that leave it? Perfect is impossible. Well, it's like reaching the horizon. We'll never get there. (laughs) So it leaves most of us with a core fear throughout our entire life that we might not be good enough. And I really believe that this core fear is the root Mm. cause of most of our issues, even a lot of our relationship problems. We're we're having problems in our marriage because we don't believe we're good enough. And we're looking to our spouse for validation and reassurance, and we're not getting enough of what we need to make us feel like we're okay and we blame them mm-hmm. and a lot of our problems at work we, we all suffer from fear of failure mm. and that usually causes us to not show up as our best self because you can't do love and fear at the same time those are incompatible incompatible so if you're mm. showing up carrying all day every day this fear that you're not good enough you're coming already from a very selfish needy place where things are your focus is going to be on you. It has to be because you're a big empty bucket. And so I found one of the greatest things that I can do with my clients to change everything in their life is to have them take another look at what they believe about the journey through life, mm-hmm. the, the point and purpose of being on the planet. And I found doing this for 10 years, asking that question What do you think the purpose and point really is? And I've been able to ask that question, Paul, to people from almost every race and religion and culture on the planet. Right. And when we really start discussing their beliefs and looking at them more accurately, Mm -hmm. they all agree with me that we're here to do two things. We're here to learn Mm -hmm. and grow. There's something hardwired in all of us that we, we know... We're, we're here to improve. We're always trying to lose weight, learn new things, and, and read books and improve ourselves. Right. We, we have this inner drive to grow. So we know learning mm-hmm. is part of our purpose for being here. And then the second one that everybody agrees on is that we're here to love. We're here to make yeah. a difference for other people and, and become more loving. Now, with my background and my religion... We really do believe that we're here to learn how to become more like God, how to learn Mm. the things he knows. And that in reality, this journey is a classroom. It's a place for us to learn. It's like being sent to college. The the goal here is your education. And if, if the lessons are really about learning what God knows, then isn't it really about learning how to love yourself and other people at a higher level? Hmm. I really believe that's the point that we're on the planet for is to learn how to love ourselves and others and God at a higher level. And if that's mm. true, if that's the whole point of the journey is our education, is it a test or is it really just a classroom? Now, you know the difference. And, and oh, I, yeah. I often tell my clients, I want you to imagine the first day of college, you show up for class mm-hmm. and the teacher says, okay, we're having a test. I know it's the first day, but we're having a test. Good luck. It counts on your grade. And the second day, same thing. Another test. We're having a test. Counts on your grade. And the third day, how would you feel about that it's school? It's like forget about learning anything. We're just going to test you every day. Every day. But that is mm. legitimately the way most of us view our life. We subconsciously feel that every day is a test 
and our value is on the line and in question. Now, in a classroom, if you remember back in elementary school when it was learning time, the mm-hmm. teacher might put some problems on the board and have you come up and try to solve them. But if you got them wrong, it didn't count on your grade because this is the learning time. So you That's could just right. erase it and try again and in erase it. In fact, you're it. expected to get it wrong. Yeah. If you knew the answers already, you wouldn't need to be in the class. Why would you be enrolled in this course? Mm-hmm. So the question for each of us is we've got to decide how we're going to see our life. Are we mm-hmm. going to see it as a test? where we have to be afraid all the time that we're not good enough? Or are you going to see your life as a classroom where every mistake, every experience, every day is another lesson and a chance to grow and learn and improve yourself? But you have got to decide which truth you're going to base your self-esteem and your view on life on. You get to choose this. Of course, you get to choose your perspective. I want to to acknowledge something else that that you're talking about, but I want to make it very explicit and clear. When we see life as a test, then the outcome of that test means something about my value. And so we're constantly concluding, if I'm failing at this test, it means that I'm not good enough. You got it. That's the logical connection. I, I say logical connection. It's not true. <laughs> okay, right. but that's it's, logically where our brain goes with that because if I see life as a test, then however I'm performing on this test will determine my value. Right. And that, that's the that problem. That grade is a label for you. You know what? As a clinical psychologist, I learned this years ago. There is a common belief that causes more depression than anything else. And it's the belief that my value, my worth can change. Wow. That's exactly what we're talking about. Is is your value in question or is mm. your value literally already set as an infinite and absolute, right. which is what I believe. We'll get right back into that as we come back from this break. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com You've heard the question a hundred times. Is the glass half empty or half full? If we are in negativity mode, we see the glass as half empty. Anyone can see it's half empty. When we are feeling negative, we focus on what is missing and lament the lack of water in the glass. When we are feeling more positive, we see the glass is half full. Of course it is half full. Anyone can see that. We focus on what we desire and celebrate the presence of water. Then there are those who see it as completely full all the time. These seemingly crazy people are not just positive. They are pathologically positive. 
Pathological positivity is an empowering mental supernormality that lifts us above the normal perception of reality. It is a higher level of thinking. We see the glass and our lives as completely full, even in the toughest situations. If you've enjoyed Live On Purpose Radio, then you will love Dr. Paul Jenkins' book on pathological positivity. Available now to order, visit pathologicalpositivity.com to get your copy today. That's pathologicalpositivity.com. If failure is not an option, then neither is success. Seth Godin So I caught your attention with something there, Kim, just before the break. Yes, you did. That comes from my history as a clinical psychologist, and I learned way back in graduate school that this we call it a depressionogenic belief. In other words, a belief that causes or generates depression. And that belief is that my worth can change. Now, that's interesting. Not that my worth is low, not that... But that my worth can can change oh, because wow. that has such powerful implications. That triggered some things for you. Talk well, about that. It did because I, I really think this fear of not being good enough is, is such a core issue with every single person on the planet is doing battle with that fear at some level. And so yeah. you've also got to decide what's a principle of truth for you about your value. Is your is life a test where your value is in question all the time? And is it literally based on appearance, performance, and what people think of you? Or let's give you another way of looking at it. Another way would be good. <laughs> let's go okay, there. First of all, if life is a classroom, there is no test, which means your value isn't in question at all. Or if there is a test, it's part of a learning experience. It's well, to not to judge you your value. Figure out where you are so that you can know what you need to learn next. But it, but your value isn't tied to it. There's not a grade. That's right. Okay, so so yes. that's one idea is is we're gonna choose to see life as a classroom. Mm-hmm. I also want you to imagine that I've got this diamond, mm-hmm. and this is this is a big diamond. That's about baseball size, yeah, there, Kimberly. Big diamond. Okay, and this diamond is not only made of actual diamond mm-hmm. material, but it's also the only one on the entire planet this size and this color. How valuable would this that diamond particular, be? Yeah. It, w- it would be wow. priceless. Right. Literally infinitely valuable because of two things. It's nature mm-hmm. as an as a diamond. As a diamond, the gives nature of the material. Sure. And two, it's uniqueness. Right. Because you can't find another one. Can't find another one. Now, I really believe, Dr. Paul, you and everybody listening is a a one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable human soul, the only you there will ever be. Well, that's right. And the material you are made of, I believe we're children of God. We're literally made of this divine material. So you are inherently of infinite worth. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. your value as a one of a kind, irreplaceable human soul is so big and Mm -hmm. eternal 
that there's nothing that happens here in this classroom that can even affect it. It can't be changed. It can't be changed. It is infinite and absolute. And you are a diamond here in school, which means you still have a lot to learn and you can grow, but that doesn't change the intrinsic value of you one bit. Now, I had a, yeah. I had an interesting client recently who was tr- struggling to get his head around this and to really make it something he could live with, with mm-hmm. and in every mm-hmm. day, this perspective. Right. And he's kind of a, a Matrix fan. Remember those old mm-hmm. movies? And he said in his mind, he's decided that the diamond that is him, that's his value, isn't even in here. It isn't in this classroom. It's out there. It's, it's outside of the Matrix. And literally all of this that's happening in this classroom where we are is just lessons, but none of it can even affect a diamond that's not even tied here. Does that make sense? Right. It's outside. It can't. What would that change for you? If you're listening to this conversation that that Kim and I are having today, what what would change for you if you truly believed that your worth is fixed? It cannot change. No matter what you do, you can't increase it. You can't diminish it. It's not even possible. What would change? Well, I'll give you some examples. So I've got a client Mm. that was one of my favorite people on the planet. She's passed away now. But she was an older woman who struggled with her weight her whole life. She actually Mm -hmm. became so large she couldn't leave her home. She couldn't get anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And in her mind, her appearance had completely diminished her value as a human being. Mm. And her performance, she couldn't do anything. So if you're a human being who can't do anything and who feels horrible about how you look, you don't have value. Mm. Based in the world, the way the world has taught us to determine value, you have none. Right. And, And so when I taught her this principle... And she chose, because we have the power to choose what's going to be a principle of truth for us. Mm-hmm. She chose to see that life is a classroom. Her value is not in question. And this experience that she's having was an amazing classroom. It was giving oh, her yeah. the chance to learn to love herself for her character, for who she was on the inside. And instead of hiding out, not letting anybody come around because she was embarrassed to be seen... She could set all that fear aside, all of the, that, those doubts about her own value and start loving people. And she could call people on the phone and check on them and see how they're doing and show up for them. She was able to live from love and make love her focus. But we really can't do that when we're scared to death that we have no value. Mm. We can't live there. Now, I also have, I, I do a lot of executive coaching and I had a, mm-hmm. a CEO that I was working with a while back who made a huge mistake at work. Mm-hmm. And, and when he called me and told me that he'd realized the mistake he'd made, he thought his only option was to move out of state and never come back because it was that embarrassing. Which is an option. <laughs> and, you know, again, we're, we're basing our value as a person on our performance. On the performance, or right. So we had been test. we had been going over this principle together and coaching, and he had been working on this, and he realized he had the power to decide if this mistake affected his value, or if it was just a lesson. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Now, it's a, it's a hard thing to choose when you've been subconsciously seeing your value as tied to performance your whole life. So he literally had to walk around all day, every day, reminding himself with this mantra going on in his head, mm-hmm. this was just a lesson. Doesn't affect my value. It is just a lesson. Right. And, you know, I kind of do a similar thing every morning. I I try to get dressed and look in the mirror and you try to look as good as you can. And then you say, you know what? None of this affects my value. So I'm just going to go get them with my love. Because in reality, folks, your love is who you are. It's the essence of your soul. It is who you are. And it is that nature that gives you infinite and absolute value. So if we can get your value out of the equation on everything in your life and understand that you've got the power to decide today that my value is absolute, Mm -hmm. nothing changes it, you'll find you've got the ability to function from your love and show up for people. And the more that you do that, the more valuable you feel. And it's it's magic, Paul. Well, magic, and I'm over here chuckling a little bit, Kim, because if we would pay more attention to how we respond to other people, it might give us some clues as to how we might show up for them. Right. Because when I see people doing that, when you said, go get them with love, Kim, I don't care how much time you spent on your hair this morning. I was excited to see you because of what I feel and what I experience when we interact and when we have a conversation. And when you show up with love and you're not all tied up in, oh my gosh, do I look okay? Is, am I going to pass this test? You show up differently for the people that you meet with. You do. And we want everybody that listens to the show to really understand that it's just been your subconscious programming that's made you yeah. think that what you look like is who you are. It you, isn't. You come by it honestly, but it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> just be, There was this sweet older lady that just passed away in our neighborhood a while back, and she said something so profound. Just in, in the weeks before she passed away, someone was asking her, what have you learned from your this rich life? She was in her 90s, right? And she said, don't be too quick to believe everything you think. Oh, that is really profound. And that was amazing. We all thought she was going to say everything you read or everything you hear or whatever, because that's how you usually hear it. She says, don't be too quick to believe everything you think, because you've been trained, taught, and educated to believe that life is a test doesn't mean that it is. And if you can let go of that for a moment and see that your worth is fixed, it's infinite, it's eternal, and there's nothing you can do to change it, then the pressure's off and you just get to show up and love people instead of trying to prove yourself all the time. As a matter of fact, I wasn't planning to share this, but in my KSL column a couple of weeks ago, I wrote an article about not letting your weight affect your worth. Mm-hmm. And in the article, I shared a little parable. Would be okay if I share yes, that really quick? please. Okay, so there was this king, and he was a very wise and loving, wonderful person, and he just wanted everybody in his kingdom to experience the kind of peace and joy that he did. Mm -hmm. So he devised a lesson that would help them to learn how to have more joy and peace. And so what he did is he built homes throughout the land. And some of them were grand marble castles. And some of them were Mm -hmm. shacks made of old wood. And there Mm -hmm. were all different kinds. No two homes were alike. Right. 
And then he randomly assigned everyone in the kingdom a house. And you did not get a house based on your performance or how rich you were. They were totally randomly assigned. And he told his people that what I want you to do with this house I'm giving you is fix it up. Take care of it. Do the best you can to have a great quality of life living in this house. Mm -hmm. But understand that the house you live in has nothing to do with your value and who you are and the, the mm-hmm. really your value as a human being. And, and I want you to make sure you don't judge anyone else based on their house. They didn't choose that house. It was just assigned to them. Everything random. Right? So it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with their value and who they are. And I want you to practice this and make sure that you accept each person regardless of the house they live in and that you can learn all kinds of lessons for yourself about how to base your value on who you are. So this was great. This happened. And everybody Mm -hmm. really practiced this. And then the king called them all together and he said, the reason I wanted you to have this experience is because the body that you've been given is just the same as a house. You didn't choose Mm. it. You were given this and it's part of your classroom. And so the question you've got to ask yourself is, is what is this lesson of living in this body, this house supposed to teach me? How can this body help me learn to be more compassionate and kind, to see other people more accurately for who they are on the inside, to recognize my own value more accurately? But we don't see, we we look at the mirror and we think what we see is who we are. Mm. It's not. It's a house you're living in and it's a part of your lesson here, your classroom. And so like if all of us can step back and almost detach a little bit and, re- and ask mm-hmm. the question, what positive things could this body be here to teach me? We'll have a totally different perspective about it our appearance. Changes everything. And it's not just our appearance. It could be our bank account. It could be an experience we're going through. It could be a diagnosis. Anything. It's your can classroom. Be it's it's your- not about you and your value and it's perfectly designed for you so get busy getting the lesson whatever it is instead learn. of beating yourself up and assuming that the problem is you kimberly where can people find you best, the best place, place is my website claritypointcoaching.com claritypointcoaching.com nothing creative about the spelling there no just go to claritypointcoaching.com. That's where you can find Kimberly Giles. There's links there, I'm sure, to your book, which can also be found on Amazon, Choosing Clarity. Yeah, and Matt teases me every time I'm on his radio show that I give away more free stuff on my website than anywhere else. Oh. And that is really true. I've got so many resources there for free. I hope people will take advantage of it. Oh, totally. Go get some help. Totally worth doing, folks. Kimberly Giles is an asset that you absolutely want to have on your balance sheet. Bring her in. Go get her book. Share her message. Kimberly Giles, thanks for being with us today at Live on Purpose Radio. Thanks for having me. It's time, everybody. Go live on purpose.